welcome back to the Fun and Mindful Marketing Podcast, where together we make marketing simple and fun. I'm your host, Jen Rotman, and wherever you're listening in the world, I hope you're having an outstanding day. After being a bit geeky with our numbers and data last episode, we are going to go into the more creative field with this week's episode. And if this is the very first episode you're listening into, do go back and listen to the previous two episodes. This is a little mini series around Facebook advertising. The first one is all about understanding the Facebook mindset and really the deep psychology behind it. The last episode was all about targeting. And today we're going to be talking about the creative content that we want to put in front of our ideal audience. But it really is going to make the most sense and you're going to get the best results if you listen to them all in order. For all of you though that have been following along nicely, we can now get into the creative part of Facebook advertising. And if you're a person that doesn't consider themselves a creative, I don't want you to freak out about this part. I really personally believe that every single person is creative and creative is something very different to being arty. I think we mix those two up sometimes. We all have our unique ways of being creative and different variations of it. But if you're just a human being and you have the skill of empathy and you're willing to you know, increase that skill, you are going to be a really great creative content creator because this is what it's really about. It's just being able to understand human beings. It's putting ourselves in our shoes, in our customer shoes, and then following along a few steps. So I'm going to be showing you the triple A formula, which is a formula I use for absolutely everything when I create any marketing material. And we're going to be looking at each element of what makes a Facebook ad. So from the creative content, like the image video, to the ad copy, to the headlines and links and everything that we would include in there as well. So let's get right into it and start with the triple A formula because I'm sure you're already wondering what the hell the triple A formula is. It sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? And it's basically just a formula that we use for absolutely any marketing material. So it doesn't matter if that's a Facebook post, a Facebook ad, any other social media post you could put out there. If it's a TV commercial, an ad in a magazine, it will always follow a certain formula. And the one that's usually used in marketing terms is AIDA. You might have heard of that one before. I just renamed it the triple A formula because I'm really cool like that and I just made my own. And there's only three letters you need to remember. And it really basically starts, the very first A starts off with attention. So we need to get the person's attention before we can do anything else. And attention is something that you will often hear is a lot harder to come by nowadays because there's so many more distractions. And like I said, this is something that is universal no matter what marketing material you're putting out there. If you're talking to somebody in person versus a TV ad or a magazine, we always still first need the attention of someone. The challenge nowadays is, especially that we have technology on you know, our phones and all these different things, there's just a lot more that's competing for our attention. And if we think about the Facebook scroll, you know, people are scrolling through that and our ad or content that we're putting out there really needs to stop that scroll. That's the very first thing that we really want to be doing when we're thinking about our Facebook ads. They need to stop the scroll. We need to somehow get people to pay attention to something, make them curious, and at least stop for a second to further engage. That's really the number one thing that we need to do beforehand because we can have the best content, the best ad. If we can't get their attention to stop, they're not going to take any of that in. Once we have their attention, we can then move on to the second A, which is Aspire. And I use Aspire in a way that it's kind of to help us have that as a goal as a brand and business. We really want our customers and our audience to aspire and be wanting to be our customers, to pull them in. Again, it's all about building brand, 
building relationships and much more in-depth relationships. As you would have heard me talk about in episode one, I really do think that relationships is absolutely key, focusing a lot more on quality and longevity because brand is going to become so much more important and the relationships that we have with people in a world where there is so much more fierce competition. So it's kind of taken from the traditional way normally that in AIDA formula that you have is interest in building desire, but I think that's not quite the same anymore because marketing has really evolved and we want to have more depth in our conversations. Then the final A is action. So we always want people to be taking action when they're engaging with in some shape or form. And this is not just in a form of a call to action or asking for the sale. I you know, have obviously already talked about in the previous episodes that I don't think it's normally a good idea for us to advertise on Facebook with a straight call to action asking people to buy our product or service when we have no relationship with them because most people are just going to completely ignore that on Facebook because they're not looking to buy our product or service. And our call to actions here should really just be more a next step, like to further a relationship, to go on the next date with somebody if we want to use a dating analogy rather than asking them to marry us straight away. So it's really just to grow our relationship to further it. And again, we'll go through a few different examples of what we could have as a call to action. So that's the triple A formula. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Attention, aspire, action. That's all you need to know. End of episode. No, I'm only joking. But now we're going to go into the different elements of a Facebook ad and I'm going to give you a few tips how to set them up, what to put in them, and I'm going to reference these three steps because as you'll see, some elements are you know, more geared towards certain steps um, in, in that formula as well. And the very first one I want to talk to you about is the actual creative content. And when I say creative content, I mean the image, the video. Again, Facebook does give you a lot of different options. You have the carousels and canvas, but we don't want to make it complicated for these kind of basic ads. I really want you to think of kind of image and video. To be honest, if you're brand new to Facebook ads, I'd recommend starting off with only images because it's just a lot easier to handle and looking at the data, then video becomes a little bit more complex. So image is really the best place to start. And this is really important when it comes to the creative content in getting the person's attention because that's normally the first thing that people see is the image, it's the video, the headline and the start of the ad copy also comes a little bit into attention. But the big thing that we really need to focus on to begin with is our creative content, so our image in this case. Because if you think about people scrolling through their Facebook feed, there needs to be something that stands out, that really grabs their attention, that makes them stop. And that we have that split second of a chance to maybe get them engaging more with what we're actually putting out there. And a few tips here on how you can make your images stand out. You can use colorful colors, or I think what I'm going for here is bright colors. That's more, makes more sense than colorful colors. Or you can go the opposite and go black and white, because again, either of those is gonna stand out in the newsfeed because it doesn't look quite the same as everything else, so we've got more chance of somebody stopping. You can play around with the contrast on images as well, because it makes it brighter, again, look a little bit different. You wanna use your own images where you can. I mean, stock images can work. I use them sometimes, to be honest, when I don't have the image that I'm looking for in my own images. But this is where it's, again, really well worth investing in either having a photographer take a few images, or sometimes even if it's just a caption that you need for something specific, just taking your own phone and taking a picture of yourself or somebody else in your business. Because what we're really trying to do is often use people 
and people that are smiling is something that again faces draw us in a lot more than just a picture of something you know random or an object and what you're really always trying to do with your image is capture what you want people to feel or how they you want them to see themselves so you want to often use a picture that can paint the solution of what they're trying to experience to give you an example if I'm a flower shop rather than having an image of simply flowers that I'm putting in my ad having an image for example of a hand that I can see outstretched with the a bouquet of flowers but then having an image of a woman that is smiling receiving those flowers because what I'm doing now especially if I'm targeting this at for example men it's more the emotion of what it means giving the person you love or your girlfriend or whoever you're giving those flowers to of what that experience is like and they can already see themselves and it provokes a lot more emotion than simply just seeing a bunch of flowers. And if we can provoke an emotion from our ideal customer and paint a picture of what their life is going to be looking like once they engage with us as a brand or our product or services, again, we've got much more chance of them stopping the scroll. So you always want to use a picture. Whatever your ad is about, you want to paint that picture because that might just buy us that extra millisecond for the person to look at the headline, which is the next element of our ad because this is where we're kind of moving from attention over to aspire. Because the first thing, and again, you can watch your own behavior when you're looking at ads. You look at the ad and then you're going to glance at the headline. So there's a few tips that you want to be thinking about with the headline. And that's really just to be clear rather than fancy. That's my kind of number one tip here. Tell people what it is that they're going to get, whatever the ad is. If it's a content ad, then, you know, maybe talk about the content. If it's going to be about your product or service, again, just be very, very clear and specific and make it in a way that people are curious to read on. Because we only have a couple of words that we can really use in our headline and what we're really trying to do is be very clear about what we're talking about so that the eye gaze from that person moves to the top of the ad where their main text of the ad would be. And that's again natural behavior that most of us would do. We're kind of looking at that going, okay, this is kind of interesting. What is this all about? And this is where we then move into the ad copy text. And this is still part of attention, but we're really moving into aspiring. And at the very end of our copy text, we're actually moving all the way down to action. So the ad copy text is super important because this is the biggest storytelling one. Again, it obviously needs to you know work in with all the other elements of our ad but this is where we're going to really be taking people on a bit of a journey as the very top of your text or your ad copy is really still all about getting their attention because you have to think about how quickly this happens the person sees an ad they see the image they stop they glance at the headline and then they're glancing up there and it's really those first few sentences because they you know have to click to see more that is really about grabbing their attention and aspiring them to at least click more to read more what this ad is about. So what works really well here is to have questions, bold statements, anything that's going to really entice people to read on or engage them and make it feel very personal. Because that really should be the goal of our ads, that people feel that they're being addressed personally. Because that's the beauty of using all these creative tools with the targeting capabilities on Facebook that we can make it like the person feels we're addressing exactly their problem or giving them a solution to whatever they want. And because most of the time when we're putting out ads on Facebook, to begin with, to a cold audience, we really want to be building up that relationship. So we want to solve them some kind of problem for them bring some kind of value to them that could either be via education and giving them like a blog piece or a little video that's going to give them a you know for example a five minute yoga exercise they can do to really stress or whatever you know five 
finance tips, whatever your industry obviously is about. So you want to bring value to that person in some shape or form and just start off a conversation. And that's really when we think about that ad copy text at the beginning, having a question or a bold statement that kind of gets them just to click and read the rest of the ad is our first step. So everything is always geared to making people engage more so we can start off that conversation in our relationship. And a few simple tips to help you write better ad copy is one of my favorite tips is kind of all my rule of thumb is really just to, you know, when you're writing your ads, rereading it a little bit later. And the biggest things you really want to look for, if it sounds like a really good ad, you want to rewrite it. Or if it sounds cheesy or if it doesn't quite sit right or it makes you feel a bit uncomfortable, rewrite it. Always, and this when I do this sometimes, because I'm a marketer, often I read my ads and I'm like, oh my God, this sounds like such a marketing person has written this. And then I rewrite it and I just always imagine speaking to a friend and using a much more colloquial language, the way I would speak to somebody that I know has this problem or whatever I'm trying to achieve. And it's much more normal language-like than speaking like a brand or marketing person. The other thing to really be aware of is to space out your text and use dot, dot, dots. I use that a lot. And I know this is not always, you know, proper grammar, but you just really want to avoid putting a lot of text together. We just now skim read so much. Again, I just observe my own behavior. When I see a lot of text together, I'm just like, oh my God, I have no idea how to even read this. So often if I'm even writing a longer sentence, I literally space them out and put a dot, 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 and then start the sentence anew. That is literally just to make it easier for the person to read, especially if they're kind of just scrolling or skim reading. I'm okay with them skim reading my you know, ad copy. I just want to write it so that it's much easier for them to read and get the gist of the message by just skim reading. And something that I absolutely love using in my ads is using emojis and also using capitals. Now, I love using emojis because I generally love using emojis always. So if you hate emojis, don't use them in the ads because it's really important to be authentic to your brand. But they are really great in just conveying certain emotions to make it a little bit more fun and a bit more playful. And also using capitals, the same as emojis, because Facebook doesn't allow us to, you know, write anything in bold or change up the font. It's just a good way to change things up because if it's all just a plain, boring text, people just get bored of reading. Whether if I can add a few emojis or put some words in capitals, it always kind of brings the attention back and people are engaged and reading the text more in depth. Plus, it really helps us with the overall goal of what our ad should be doing, which is telling a story. You know, great advertising, great marketing is all about storytelling, and this is no different. You want your ad to tell a story and take people on a little bit of a journey. And the most important thing at the very end is that you just don't randomly stop your ad, but always finish with a call to action. And when we're talking about call to action, like I said before, it's not necessarily about them buying your product or service because especially when we're doing an ad to a brand new audience that don't know us we don't really want to tell them now buy my you know product or service but we just want them to continue our relationship and our conversation so again depending on what the ad is all about we can go different ways on our call to action if we're making an ad that is very entertaining or funny or is literally that's the main goal of really entertaining people or giving them a bit of escapism then we might just want to you know them to like or share it or if it's you know educational and again it's something that we really think people will like and share then that might be our call to action or we and this is something I'm a big fan of is we have a link in our ad and this could be to you know move them to the actual content so your ad could be you know, about five, you know, get five tips on how to, you know, 
be better at running. I don't know. I didn't come up with anything really great right then. But you want to then log, you know, link that to your blog. You could do that. Although personally, I'm much more of a fan of actually giving them all the content right there and then on Facebook. So having a little mini blog or having a video, even the full length one in there. And then just giving them a link to somewhere where they can find out more information. That could even just be your website if they want to find out more about you. It could be for me, often I will put a link to my podcast if they want similar content like this. Or I do a Perth marketing meetup. So it might be if you want to find out more information like this and this is targeted at Perth, you might enjoy coming to one of our meetups or even like a product. So I even running an ad right now that is a add a a tutorial how people can use a certain app it's called adobe spark it's i use it a lot for creating social media posts and it's quite a long ad actually it's you know it's like a nine minute video that's on there which is probably not ideal for an ad but it still works really well in a sense of where i'm just showing people how to use the ad and the copy of the ad is as well like giving them the kind of text instructions of how to use the ad and what to use it for But the end of it, because it feels natural and it kind of has to do with that subject matter, I I literally finished the ad off with saying, if this is, if you found this useful and you're interested knowing more about how to create awesome content, I'm running a content creation workshop. You can find out more information here if you'd like. And that's how I finish it. Again, the same way if I was talking to someone in real life and they found what I was showing them interesting, I'd say to them, hey, I do run a workshop on content creation. If you want to check it out, here's the link and you can go and have a look. And I get really great response to that ad. Lots of people clicking the link and it's much more powerful than if I just put an ad out there that was just about the content creation workshop because I'm giving them already all the information right then and there and this is why I think content ads are so powerful because they're already learning and they're starting to trust you by watching the ad or you know the blog post they they know that you're knowledgeable and then it's just completely up to them if they want to know more and this is how I literally end and have my call to action if you'd like to know more if this is something that you're interested in you might want to check it out it's up to you don't have to you can so don't be scared of putting a call to action. I think it's really important to have a call to action, even if it's just if you'd like to know more information, if you're putting out more content in other places, sending them somewhere where you can continue the relationship, you can continue the conversation. So that's it. That's how you create a Facebook ad. Pretty simple, right? Yeah, we just need to remember the triple A formula. So remember to get their attention, to aspire, to call to action. And you want to do that in all of your different elements. So in your you know, images or in your video that you're using to the ad copy and the headline that you're using as well. So we want to link everything again to the episode, the last few episodes, which was about understanding the psychology of Facebook and understanding everything is about relationships and really knowing who we're targeting. Because the clearer of a picture you have, you have of the person that you're speaking to, the more your ad is going to work. Because if they feel like you're addressing them exactly you're going to have much more engagement rather than if they feel it's speaking to anybody. That's the challenge you're going to have. There's so many other things that are going to take their attention. They're not going to be engaging with your ad. And I know we've covered a lot around Facebook advertising with the last three episodes from, you know, the mindset and understanding the targeting to now understanding the ad creative. But really the beauty of Facebook advertising is that you just want to start 
and get your ads out there. They don't need to be perfect. The data and what works and testing things out is going to be the best lesson you're going to get. You don't need to have it perfect. Like I just mentioned before, I'm running an ad right now that's nine minutes long, which is definitely not ideal for Facebook. It would be much better if it was shorter. I just didn't have that kind of video, so I ran with that one. And like I said, it's actually doing a lot better than I had expected. And a good thing, even if it's you know longer and I'm getting less people watching it, I'm actually getting a lot more quality. Like if somebody's watched a nine minute video, they're going to be, have a much deeper relationship with me than if they were watching a 30 minute, you know, a 30 minute, 30 second uh, video. So everything always has its pros and cons and you just never know until you test it. Your audience and the data that Facebook gives you back is just as valuable as anything else. So don't overthink your ads, just use some of the elements that I've been talking about. And obviously in the next episode, I'm actually going to run you through some practical examples of a campaign that will give you a bit more of an idea of what this all looks like to put together. And then you can get started running your own Facebook ads. And that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for being here today. I love having you all part of the show. And remember, we do have the Facebook Live show. So every Wednesday, I'm live on my Facebook page, Jen Rotman. We talk about today's topic in more detail. We have our Q&A sessions where we can hang out, where I can learn more about you and what's happening in your world. You can ask me any questions you want. And even if you can't make it live, if you post your question within 48 hours where I can, I will try and get back to all of those questions. Plus, I would really like to ask you a favor, and that would be tell me what you would like to hear of more on the show. Is there a specific topic? Is there anything that you are having real problems with in your business? Let me know all these different things because I've really created this show for you. So the more details I have on what you really need, the better content I can create for you. If you love the podcast, please do hit that subscribe button. It helps both of us. I know you love the show. Plus, you will be notified every time there's a new episode. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in the next episode.